Hello everybody and welcome to FRC News, your reporter for today's instalment of FRC News. As always is myself, Kieran Grudens. Welcome to the news programme. Our top stories. Actor Tom Holland denies Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's involvement in Spider-Man 3. Wizard of Oz remake with Watchmen director Nicole Cattle has been announced. Batman and Superman will reportedly meet in the Arrowverse. Kevin Feige wants Luke Cage back in the MCU. And could the upcoming James Bond film that just keeps getting delayed end up on a streaming service? Welcome to FRC News then. My name is Kieran Grinnins. I am very, very glad that you can join us here on the podcast where we talk about the big stories regarding movies and TV shows and couple of stories that you guys might not even know about. It's fantastic to be back. Make sure you check out all the other FRC news installments. So when you hear news, you can be the one to hear it first. We're going to move swiftly into it, but I would just like to talk about my involvement with other apps that you guys can download. Starting with TV Time. Track your favourite movies and TV shows using the TV Time app. App. You can get recommendations from other people while rating and commenting on your own shows. You can add, you can add making sure you know when them episodes will be published and also compete with friends and find similar people that you guys can enjoy films. The other app that I'll be talking about on here today is Stardust. Stardust allows you to do quick, free to 30 second reviews on your favourite movies and TV episodes. Make sure you download over on there and let me know what you think about the app i have an account over there where i do tv episode reviews a lot of people have been asking where have they gone on the podcast they will be over exclusively on stardust as well and also every single day they get a cinema club involved as well so make sure you go and watch so many movies track them on tv time and then go over to stardust as well so them two apps make sure you download in all good app stores and we'll get on with frc news so the first story today is that toby mcguire and andrews garfield's involvement in the mcu spider-man 3 has been confirmed to not happen by uh, the current Spidey, Tom Holland. Now, fans of the web thing and superhero were driven wild when it was announced last year that Alfred Molina would be reprising his villainous role as Doctor Octopus in the upcoming third instalment in the Marvel and Sony saga. Alongside Jamie Foxx as Electro, Doctor Octopus was in the Tobey Maguire trilogy, Jamie Foxx starring in the second and last film of Andrew Garfield. Rumours were then created online that Spider-Man 3 would focus on as a Marvel multiverse, which has definitely been something clearly shown in DC's cinematic universe. But the current Spidey Tom Holland, the 24-year-old, has now shut down the speculation, saying, no, they'll not be appearing in the film unless they have hidden the most massive piece of information from me, which I think is too big of a secret for them to keep. But as of yet, no. It'll be a continuation of the Spider-Man movies that we have been making. The star who has gained a reputation for being unable to keep movie secrets also revealed that he's only been given a rough outline of the film and only 70 pages of the script in order to keep the plot details under wraps. Now that's something that people that want this multiverse is going to happen is going to cling on to. 70 pages of a script is a lot. 
and uh, whether Tom Holland is going to get into trouble with that announcement, whether Kevin Feige has, has told him, listen, shut down the rumours, I don't know, not part of Marvel, but I was sort of expecting it, to be honest, I, I, I really honestly couldn't see it, I thought that it was completely off-brand for, for Marvel to create a multiverse, I think what's nice about the Spider-Man films in the MCU is that they're very, very relatable to, to me, they're very relatable to my target audience and you know they have a completely different demographic and you can relate to this character more because he's a hero so that brings out all the fantasy elements about having a spidey suit and working with the avengers but then he's also he's at school he's at secondary school and he's dealing with so many problems at secondary school um and that for me has always been a really nice way of the character but the fact that tom holland is the main spider-man you should focus on that he's had a massive massive role in the mcu so far i can definitely uh, not seeing that slow down and you know dr octopus nice like that like that character in spider-man 2 jamie fox weren't bad as electro either but they're good villains that we can put in because there's something completely different i i, I think the problem lies with the toby Maguire and drew garfield edition i think that takes away the focus of tom holland and the, the world that he's sort of created because they've had got all of theirs i think when the rumors came out that they were going to be you know i read um and was told about everybody was coming back you know you had emma stone coming back christian dunsett james franco did you really need that no you didn't and i think that's where the problems lie i think the problems lie in you know making sure that a cast is very very entertaining but also not just adding it for random people in random scenes because the publicity of the spider-man film if they do a marvel multiverse will be how many elements of the multiverse can we bring in but it was never going to happen of course there's always a chance that we'll have a, a continuation obviously a, a nice addition of, of either one of them but i think it's a good source to say that the star who's already been shooting the film you know knows a bit of information um, I think, it, like he said, I think it's a big piece of information that he doesn't told him. Yeah, that's sort of, you know, ruining the film. But he's obviously denied the rumours. I think that's a really likeable source. So I don't personally think that a lot of people now are going to be holding on to this massive, massive reveal at the end of uh, Spider-Man 3. Next bit of news comes from the world of animations and remakes because the wizard of odd remake has now been officially confirmed with watchmen director nicole castle set to direct as reported by deadline the movie is set to be a reimagining which suggests it will draw on the book rather than being an exact remake of the mgm movie previous script drafts were written by darren leemake and the writing duo of neil widener and gavin james the 1939 adaptation starred Judy Garland as Dorothy, who was transported to the land of Oz in a twister and befriends Scarecrow, Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man as they try to find the titular wizard to help her return home. Listen, I, I, I think that the whole idea about the Wizard of Oz is great to see because it's going to be such a nice imagine, yeah, imagination back. But if you guys think about it, in 1939, that was probably one of the first major films, major, major successes. And I'm very, very surprised that it took that long for a, for a remake to be announced. I think it was such a, a, a well-received film in such a completely different generation. If you think 
and that's nearly eight that's 82 years old there's been no remake there's been no remake since and there's been no release date attached to the project but imagine if this film comes out in 2039 that'll be over a hundred years you know that'll be a century since we had you know the last wizard of oz, oz, oz film so i like this news I'm, I'm i haven't watched wizard of oz yet i definitely will do because it, it is one of them films which is the first film of color and it, it explores you know so many big things about what hollywood can do and with you know without these successes of the earlier films we're not going to have this way where every single film is going to be released we're going to have films you know coming out left right and center in in these so many genres this was the first film this was just one project with one story with one director with you know characters that was adapted from a book so i think it's great i think it's took a while to get at least somebody there and i just think it's brilliant i really honestly do think that it is brilliant and looking forward to seeing the potential of casting um you know i don't know much about the the director but watchmen was such a massive hit so i'm looking forward to seeing her potential i think it's great because the main character of course of, of dorothy is, is a woman obviously a woman behind the camera i think that's definitely really really important you know we've seen the success of the golden globe nominations and now three women have been nominated for films so you know women are definitely going to be in this essential part of film of course they are they should be uh, you know just as equal as men so looking forward to seeing um you know sort of production news if this one this podcast will last um until this film comes out of course there'll be more um you know content related to it so looking forward to seeing the potential of this from one big film in the 1930s to a whole new universe as batman and superman will reportedly meet in the arrowverse Later this month, the Arrowverse is set to expand with the premiere of Superman and Lois featuring long-term guest star Tyler Hoechlin in the lead as the Man of Steel. It was a big deal when the CW got the old clear to make use of the hero back in 2016, and since then the network's DC franchise has grown and grown. 2019's Crisis on Infinite Earths even featured a version of Batman, Kevin Conroy's corrupt Bruce Wayne from another Earth. But will there ever come a, come a day when Superman and Bats can team up within the Avengers? Well, we're hearing that it's something the network is hoping for, as according to insider Daniel Richmond, the CW want Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne to meet at some point. Their goal is apparently to build their Justice League into a more comic-accurate lineup, and they plan to have the two heroes cross paths eventually. Of course, the Arrowverse finally formed a version of the Justice League, though, without being called that, at the end of Crisis crossover with a roster consi- consisting of superman the flash supergirl white canary batwoman martian manhunter and black lightning by the end of the next season though the team will be down to three members kate kane's already out and cara danvers and jefferson pierce are soon set to follow so adding batman to their ranks would be an amazing coup i think the arrowverse is something that is intriguing i have just finished watching season three of supergirl not bad watch season three of legends of tomorrow not bad i'm sort of coming to the end of season four of flash and season six of arrow so obviously i know stuff through you know being on social media and following uh news here for you guys who are probably more caught up than me i don't mind but the arrowverse is going through what i like to call it an identity crisis um the reasoning for that is because 
Arrow died, which I think they wanted to do anyway. They lost the main leader, Batwoman. They've got a new Batwoman. How that will link in, I'm not sure. Supergirl will go after its sixth season. The Flash is, is going to be the main guy. Black Lightning, who's only just been brought into this universe in, in terms of interacting with other characters, they're going to go. Legends of Tomorrow is always, you know, shifting and changing. And obviously Superman and Lois is set to be a really, really different Arrowverse show. So I, I think it's losing that bit of the identity crisis. I think the Flash is the only dominant thing because I think the Flash can potentially go... You know, season seven is released this year. I, I heard that there's going to be a season eight as, as well of, of The Flash that's been announced. So The Flash is going to be there. But how many seasons of The Flash can you make? Will they finish on the eight seasons like Arrow? Will they build up another Flash for a spin-off? I'm not sure. But I think at the moment that the the, the whole Arrowverse as a whole are, is losing a bit of their identity crisis. They're not doing what the MCU do where they, they introduce loads of characters and say, look, these are here to stay. And I think that's potentially where Batman and Superman can come in and save it. I've, I've had my um, disagreements and aired them about, you know, DC have got this massive, large catalogue of characters. They should, you know, bring them in. But we've we've been hinted for about two years now saying that Green Lantern's going to come in. Green Lantern has not been announced. And I think Batman and Superman are probably going to be two characters that are going to bring this universe revenue. I'd like to see a Batman TV show. I know that they do them in films. I love the Batman films. But what about a Batman TV show with some fantastic, you know, characters? They can really explore all the villains that Batman has. It's an idea, but why not? And I think that if the Superman Lois you know, hits the ground running. There's definitely potential there for more more seasons. I'm going to review that when it comes out and when it finishes because I cannot wait for that. The trailers have got me really excited. But I think, like I mentioned, Arrowverse is, is sort of losing a bit of their identity in terms of their characters. We've got to be careful about how many characters they'll in, you know, in, include and all that shifting changes. They, they need to have that concrete character like Arrow was. Eight seasons... You don't have eight seasons without having a real, real dedicated audience. And that, for me, is, is the biggest thing. It, it has to be that ability to, um, you know, make sure that all of their characters are really, really concrete. And I think the the biggest characters in DC are Batman and, versus, Batman and Superman. So let's see what happens. The Batman and Bruce Wayne have been hinted in Batwoman, but I don't have a clue why they're doing that. So, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting in season two. But looking forward to it. Really am. From one TV show based in superheroes to another, as Kevin Feige wants Mike Coulter, a.k.a. Luke Cage, back in the MCU. Kevin Feige and his team at Marvel Studios are hard at work planning out the future phases of the MCU and it looked like many of the actors from the Marvel Netflix shows will be coming back in the MCU as rebooted versions of their characters. We've heard that Charlie Cox, John Berthold and Kristen Ryder will all be returning to play the same characters they played in the Netflix shows. However, it sounds like they will not be the same versions they played in those Netflix series. A source who is reportedly close to Marvel Studios has since informed 
that Kevin Feige is very keen on bringing Mike Coulter back to the MCU as Luke Cage, and it has been rumoured that the Moon Knight series might feature him in some form. Great. I am going to watch Jessica Jones very, very soon at the Netflix MCU shows. I'm very, very far behind on them. So that would be interesting. In terms of the four characters, if you say, okay, you know, Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, I can't see Iron Fist having any involvement. I really, really can't. If they do that, I'll be very, very surprised. Um, but obviously, four out of the five, you, I, I definitely think Luke Cage will be a really good fit into Moon Knight. I think that fits really, really well, possibly a villain. Daredevil and Jessica Jones, I could see see in She-Hulk because uh, She-Hulk alter ego is a lawyer Charlie Daredevils is a lawyer and Jessica Jones is a, a personal investigator so that sort of links in with that crime element John Bernthal plays Punisher I'm not sure yet uh, maybe he might have his standalone film or TV show I, I can't think of Many TV shows he can come in and make a massive impact. Probably Hawkeye would be a, a, a nice fit, but I think they're filming that at the moment. So unless they get that sorted straight away, I'm not sure. You know, we've seen with One Division with the inclusion of the X Men, how you know Marvel has something off obviously definitely wasn't expecting that in their most recent episode. So looking forward to seeing obviously these characters in there. Of course, you have the X Men as well. So Marvel have got. Char- many many characters they can use uh, in films and tv shows you know over the next couple of years you're gonna see so much marvel content coming out in movies and tv shows and, and i'm all for it i really am you know a lot of people say you know marvel out will, will you it, it, that's just cinema at the moment you know like westerns were a massive thing you know superhero films and tv shows have now become the massive Norman, it, it had, it's got a great target audience, and I think that, to me, is going to be massive, and Marvel are definitely massively part of that. And the final big news story is something that I think a lot of you are going to get very, very frustrated by me covering it again. Could the upcoming James Bond movie end up on a streaming service? What is going on right now? So... Let's give you the latest on this then. So MGM itself could change all of that, if not in the immediate future, then in the next era of Bond films as the domestic distributor slash long-term studio partner has been with the franchise since day one is again looking for a buyer for the 25th film No Time to Die. According to the chatter reported by Forbes, the most promising bidder for MGM's assets is none other than Amazon Studios as they talk between the studio and Prime Video. So theoretically, one could assume that if Amazon Studios buys MGM, they get the keys to the James Bond franchise, both in terms of its legacy catalogue and any new films that come out after No Time to Die's intended theatrical release. I have two major things here, and I'm, you know, you might say you're sitting on the fence. I want to see No Time to Die. They've done so much publicity for that film over the past, what, two years? They've released trailers, they've released posters, they've released all the cast, all the characters. Obviously, Daniel Craig's command said, my last film. 
you released the theme song you released the you know the song by Billie Eilish which I listen to on a regular basis I really like that so we feel now like and listen I spoke about this saying look I appreciate now that you know films are going to get released left right and and you know left right and center that's never going to happen because of the pandemic but i just want to see this film i'm a big fan of bond i love this character and the fact that we're not getting it and the fact that we keep talking about this on this show i think it needs to go on a streaming service i really really honestly do i don't think the whole idea about buying the business is going to work and i'll move on to that in a minute but just put it on Netflix, put it on Amazon, you know, put it on Disney Plus. Don't think that's going to happen, but I think there's always that potential because it's building up an audience. Disney Plus is, but please, just somebody release it on the streaming service because we've had enough of literally saying it's got this date, but it's not going to be released, is it? It's been pushed back, back and back. Some of it was mainly for production issues. Okay, that worries you. But then others is because of the pandemic. We cannot control that. So uh, that's reasons why I want to see it. The second thing, though, that has made me think about this once I read the story. Don't sell the business. Don't sell MGM to Amazon Prime. The reason for this is streaming services of a big film and a big franchise like Bond it's going to make the experience of going to the cinema and watching James Bond in the cinema just completely go. I have Amazon Prime and when you submit Amazon Prime, you have to pay for new releases. Fair enough. You know, it's giving them a little bit more revenue. But they put certain films on when, you know, Amazon Prime, so you're like, brilliant, it's free. Oh, this film, I've been waiting to put this watch this film i can now watch it for free brilliant but their original films like netflix who don't even pay anything for their by the way it's all free but it's a very very expensive streaming service they put their original stuff on that day they put the, the original stuff on that day free of charge if this is going to become a thing where prime video purchases MGM and the production of James Bond films that's going to go onto Amazon Prime as a Prime thing for free and that's where that underlying issue is going to be because you're going to lose money for Bond the the budget is going to be completely low it the quality of the film's going to go going to go down and it's going to cause more problems than good if you put that on for free if you put a £20 price tag on, people are going to watch it because it's a James Bond film. Come on, there's been 25 James Bond films over nearly 60 years now. It's coming up to its 60th anniversary. That's massive. That is massive as a film franchise. Yeah, Marvel, yes, they've done incredibly well. Yes, I love the films, but they're 13 years old. Not 60. 60 years old for a character. You know, you're like, oh, it's a spy, he's got a villain. You know, he will, he will save the day, get, you know, you know, kiss girls, drive nice cars, shoot people, that's Bond. But there's somebody that intrigues it. It's a part of British culture. Bond is. I, I, I honestly do believe that. It's, it's a character which is very much exclusive to England. Yes, Sean Connery was Scottish, but he's still British. So every single actor that's played Bond is British. It's a part of 
English culture. And if you put that on for free, that's just going to lose that quality because people can go, oh, okay, I'll go on Amazon Prime, I'll pay for this submission for a month. When the, the month that the new Bond film comes out, we'll watch it free of charge, see you later. That's not going to work. That's honestly not going to work. And I think that's where I'm going to sit on the fence with this one because I honestly think that Bond needs to be put on a streaming service, put a price tag on it, see what that film can see the the reaction of the film and how much they spend because people are waiting for this and then when they find the new bond after after daniel craig put it back into cinemas don't pay do not go and say look after the new bond film we're going to put all of the stuff on amazon prime for free it's not going to work it's not going to work at all because you're going to lose the budget you're going to lose the quality of the film and that's not going to be good rant over rant finally over i know that i've gone a little bit more into that but honestly this is such a debate at the moment i just want to see no time to die that's the only thing i've got to the point now where i've seen so much stuff for the film i don't even watch the trailer anymore if somebody releases some new stuff about no time to die i won't watch it because i feel like i've watched the film already um, but no, we need to see the final product. We need to see Daniel Craig's final adventure. It looks good, but they need to get it out now. So that's it for FRC News for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to all the other podcasts as well. Success has been absolutely incredible. Check out them two apps that I mentioned, Stardust and TV Time. Make sure you go over there uh, and use them apps as well. That would be really, really appreciative because it helps me out as well a little bit. So make sure you go over there and check them out. Check out all the other podcasts and make sure you favour and follow to never miss my next upload. I don't know what my next podcast will be about, but there'll be something that you love. See you in a bit. News over.